You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Teddy Roosevelt is best known as the trust-busting president who promised America a square deal, a man who would speak softly and carry a big stick. In Island of Vice, Richard Zacks focuses on Roosevelt's tenure as a police commissioner in New York City, while Greg Jones, Honor in the Dust, takes up where Island of Vice leaves off. In this reading from Island of Vice, Zacks sets the scene, showing us the wild, wild east. A city of silk top hats on Wall Street and 16-year-old prostitutes trawling Broadway in floor-length dresses. A platitudes uptown and bawdy lyrics on the Bowery. A metropolitan opera divas performing Wagner. And of harem-pants, hoochie-coochie dancers grinding their hips on concert saloon stages. Island of Vice is the story of Roosevelt's first foray into politics. His natural charisma served him well, at least at first. About six weeks into the job, Roosevelt is literally one of the most popular men in New York. It's astounding. Between standing up to police officers, between his quotability, his energy, an aristocrat willing to to take midnight rambles with Jake Reese and see the city, he is so popular. And he can virtually use this popularity any way he wants. And he decides to pretty much bet all his chips on closing the saloons on Sundays. It was an enormous mistake. As Zacks read the papers from the period, he learned that the fallout of this decision did not serve Roosevelt well. Roosevelt was just overwhelmed by opposition. He became unbelievably unpopular, and all the newspapers, local politicians took endless potshots at the man. And to his credit, he never backed down. But it's just a King Arthur and his knights kind of quest to clean up the most corrupt city in the United States. Zach's story of sin, corruption, and Roosevelt's iron will ends with entertainingly scandalous trials and Roosevelt's appointment as the Undersecretary of the Navy where Jones' story begins. The expansionist Theodore Roosevelt, his good friend Henry Cabot Lodge, Naval Captain Alfred Thayer Mann, all advocated a larger Navy which would allow the United States to take its place among the great nations of the world and to project its power around the world. Roosevelt became vice president, then after the assassination of William McKinley, president. In this reading from Honor in the Dust, Greg Jones describes the political tensions of Roosevelt's first years as president. The Filipino guerrillas were all but finished, but not U.S. opponents of the war. The grim news reports from Samar, along with General Jacob Smith's provocative pronouncements, had revived calls in the United States for a review of the military's conduct in the Philippines. The usual suspects at the Anti-Imperialist League, along with best-selling author Mark Twain, continued to crank out pamphlets and books denouncing America's actions in the islands. With honor in the dust, Jones explores a historical episode that has modern implications. These trials were unfolding in the Philippines, trials of American officers accused of various offenses, executing prisoners and and torture and other things that were uh, violations of the walls of war. They were front-page news back in America, and so they were very closely followed, and it created great political problems for Theodore Roosevelt in the first year of his presidency. I hope that people think, relate that history to contemporary events and situations. As a nation, it is clear we have not learned from history, but with Island of Vice and Honor in the Dust, we can at least enjoy reading about it. I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com.
You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony.